Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Tuesday. It's KHON to go. With KHON 2 weather, Chevy Chevalier. Well, I promised an update uh, with the drought. Now, this isn't the weekly update I usually have on Thursday. They put this together on Tuesday. Today, they're putting it together, and they release it. It's nationwide, this drought uh, monitor that I look at. We mentioned the drought earlier in the uh, um, in the newscast and in the show, and they were talking about getting some drought information. That's totally going to happen today. But as far as this map, we'll get an update Thursday. But I just want to show you what we have now. We still have exceptional drought conditions for this little sliver of maroon up in northern portions of Hawaii. Now that's the worst that it can be. All the way from yellow, which is dry. Technically yellow is not drought. It's just kind of a warning that you're getting very close to the first category of drought, which is moderate, which a lot of uh, Maui and Molokai and Lanai are seeing. We actually even see severe drought in western portions of Oahu and moderate drought for almost the rest of the leeward side of the island. And the good news is Kauai did get better last week. Now, we haven't had much rain at all over the last week, so Thursday we'll see if anything's improved. I doubt it. But just remember, precipitation is not the only thing that goes into drought. There's a lot of other stuff. Moisture in the air, moisture in the soil, uh, you know, runoff, things like that, you know, especially living in the Pacific. Uh, there are a lot more factors. So you can see here, uh, lots of sunshine for today. 75 degrees, 65 is your somewhat comfortable dew point. It will be warm, getting up to about 86 degrees this afternoon. Winds about 5 to 10 now out of the east-northeast for most. A little bit more of an east-southeast for portions of uh, the uh, windward side of the Big Island. A couple of showers possible on the Big Island today. Very light stuff, so we'll say partly to mostly cloudy for them. And you can see a very similar scenario as to yesterday. Uh, we'll say windward Malka clouds, maybe a couple of sprinkles. But there's a chance on the Big Island through the next couple of days to see a little bit of uh, shower activity, but a small. We have a better chance for rain as we get into the end of the week. Beach forecast looks great except for the UV index near 12 once again and for the next seven days. Winds go down a little bit Thursday and Friday and then back up breezy trades and a chance for showers this weekend. That's a look at your weather forecast now. How about the surf? Betty, good morning. Hey Chevy, good morning. Yeah, get the sunblock on everyone. It's hot out there. Uh, no surf advisories posted for us today and the surf's uh, pretty small, a little northwest, about one, maybe some twos coming in, but looks like that swell has even gone down just a tad. It's uh, one occasional two at Makaha pulling in a little bit of south to uh, South Shoreline's Diamond Head, Ala Moana. There might be a couple threes coming in uh, once in a while. So one to three on southern exposures. Uh, Waikiki's flat to a foot, occasional higher set there. And on the uh, sandy beach side, it's more solid one to two. Makapu'u's little wind choppy in the two-foot range later on in the day. Trades are just 15, maybe up to 20 by the afternoon time. So light. It's a beautiful day. That's for sure. Low tide, 5 o'clock in the morning. High tide's around 11.45 today at 9, 10, sunset, 7.13, uh, rising around 5.49. So not much surf on the way. We're going to have something on the weekend, uh, northwest swell. Uh, we'll see what happens with that one. And pretty small on southern exposures for the weekend. And here is today's Need to Know. Four Hawaii men have been indicted in connection with what authorities say was a sophisticated scheme of drug trafficking, illegal gambling, and guns. Operation Faikava stretched from Oahu to Maui. We'll find out more about the city's efforts to clean up Chinatown. 
Mayor Rick Blangiardi and other officials will present this year's list of action items to the neighborhood board. The meeting at the Mission Memorial Auditorium begins at 6 p.m. The Honolulu Fire Department has nine new fire trucks to help save lives and fight fires. The trucks were purchased using city funds for just over eight and a half million dollars. And from sea level rise to erosion, the impacts of climate change are already being felt. How can we prepare and reduce the impact? Empowered Force of Nature takes a look at the issue. That's tonight at 7.30 on K-High and at 9.30 p.m. on K-22. The Department of Land and Natural Resources will give an update today on drought conditions across our state. Right now, nearly half of Hawaii's population live in drought areas. Honolulu police have opened an unattended death investigation after two people were killed in a house fire in Paola Valley. Crews found the bodies of a 77-year-old woman and a 54-year-old man in a home on Booth Road yesterday. A disabled surfer is asking for help finding his missing board. Spike Kane needs to the board to compete in the Access Surf Hawaii Adaptive Surf Championship. It was stolen from the Eva Hotel in Waikiki on Saturday. And pressure is building on Governor Ige to veto a bail reform bill. It would allow those accused of nonviolent crimes to be released without bail. Hawaii's four county mayors will hold a rally tomorrow with the police union calling for a veto. Well, uh, hurricane season is upon us. We're now uh, almost a week into it. And I wanted to bring in one of the hurricane forecasters from the Central Pacific Hurricane Center, Tom Burchard. He works over at the Honolulu uh, Forecast Office, which is also, it's the National Weather Service Office and the Central Pacific Hurricane Office. And you're one of the weather forecasters. But on top of that, you have specialized training. I think you went to the National Hurricane Center. You got training to become a hurricane uh, forecaster. Uh, tell us a little bit about your qualifications there. Uh, thanks for having me, Chevy. Appreciate it. Went to University of Hawaii, actually, got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, and eventually got a job with the National Weather Service. A couple of years in the office in Key West, Florida. A couple of years at the office in Guam. Got to experience a landfalling typhoon, Pongsanwa, and then have been a forecaster here with the National Weather Service in Honolulu since uh, 2003. So you've been doing this for uh, quite some time, so you're one of the best yeah. over there. So uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's show the, the graphic for the uh, hurricane season, what the outlook is for, and this came out uh, last month, and we're talking about two to four storms expected in the Central Pacific. Now that could be storms that form in the Eastern Pacific, and the Eastern Pacific's forecast is for 10 to 17 named storms. They had 19 last year. So for each of us, the Central Pacific and the Eastern Pacific, that's a little below average. So that's good news to start the season, correct? Yeah. But one of the you know mantras that we like to embrace is that it only takes one. So even though we're expecting a season that may be a little bit less active than normal here in the islands, we always uh, want to alert residents and visitors to the fact that it only takes one system to have a dramatic impact on our lives. So I wanted to ask you, okay, so let's just quickly take us through the process. You get a storm, it forms, whether it's in the Eastern Pacific or Central Pacific, and you are now in charge of forecasting for that storm. I've seen you do it. You're extremely busy for the 12 hours. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So you take the storm and just an, uh, a brief overview of, of how you handle that forecast. Wise. Uh, make sure we have the staffing in place. We work the 12 hour shifts, as you mentioned, from six to six, essentially. Uh, and then we coordinate with the Hurricane Center in Miami as to what time we think the system would cross uh, 140 West into the Central Pacific. We try to estimate that and get our staffing ready and in place. And then once we take the storm over, 
there's already a certain amount of momentum typically with the forecast. And so we tend not to want to make too many dramatic changes to the forecast from uh, cycle to cycle. Uh, even before we inherit the system from the National Hurricane Center, if it's a westward moving system coming from the Eastern Pacific, we may have already been in contact with the uh, with the folks that run their or help organize the, the reconnaissance and their hurricane hunters. So uh, that's my next question. When when would you say, okay, we need the hurricane hunters, you call them in, and how important is that information they give you? Oh, it's extremely important. Most times without the hurricane hunters, we're sort of estimating the intensity and the size of a hurricane. And we could do that fairly well with satellite, but uh, that's sort of an estimation. When we have the aircraft in there, even though it's aircraft, I, we like to call it ground truth because it's actually sampling not only the maximum sustained winds associated with the storm, but also the size. And that can be critical in helping to forecast the surf and the impacts potentially on the islands. Because just because the center of a system doesn't pass over the islands, if the peripheral winds affect us, the aircraft data can help us understand how large and how far out those strong winds extend from the center. Yeah. So, so you have the, you have the uh, the Air Force uh, Reserve uh, C-130s. You also have the Lockheed. You have the G-4 from the the NOAA. So there are actually three different planes that can do this. Uh, so let me ask you this to wrap this up. Uh, this we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Aniki. Now back then, uh, 30 years ago, the one problem that, that and it was a big problem is they didn't have much lead time to prepare as far as watches and warnings go. For whatever the reason, we weren't there. But that was 30 years ago with all our tools now, new satellites, hurricane hunter data, which is a lot better, model data. Could that ever happen again? I'd say the situation with Aniki, pretty much no, because the quality of the satellite data, just, just the improvement in the satellite data that we get is dramatic. And then also the, the, the forecast models and the computing power that we have allows us to run ensembles of forecast models. And so with all of that data now, I would pretty much say that a surprise turn that Aniki gave us uh, would would be very well anticipated. Wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be a surprise. And that was your morning news. Find all these stories and more on khon2.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Then tune in right back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. for everything you need to know with khon2go.